0: Four teaching friends from across the country
1: who've discovered that if you don't laugh, you cry and lose sight of your why. I'm Retta, I'm Deanne, I'm Tracy, and I'm Kathy,
2: and we teach so hard. You know what's hard? Wrapping up the school year and organizing virtually. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I don't know about you, but by now, my whole house looks like part classroom, part bookstore, part (laughs) office depot, amidst having to live here with other family members. So the dining room has to get cleared every night for dinner. But meanwhile, it has all our stuff. And then my daughter's, all of her virtual classroom things. And it's crazy. Mm -hmm. So. In a normal year, as the school year winds down, you know, we go through some sort of like checkout procedure for our physical classrooms. Mm -hmm. What do we have to put away so things can get cleaned over the summer? Um, But in much the same way, you might want to do some cleanup and closeout steps for your digital classroom.
1: Oh, I know how to close down my physical classroom, which last time I checked, I still have. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) months. But how do we wrap up and organize our virtual classroom? That's the big question. Yeah, we've
0: never had to do this before. Um, so, for the first thing, and I think we do this regularly if it wasn't virtual too, is taking time to reflect. I know that I usually take time to reflect, like, well, what lessons went well or what units went well? How do I want to change it? So, yeah. this time though, you know, we really need to think about what kind of digital tools or platforms or what did we use in place of our paper pencil assignments you know it was it effective um what do we want to keep i know i bought a lot of stuff you know online thinking oh i need this it says it's distance learning and then yes. once i tried it out i was like well that really wasn't worth the money or whatever it was so i think just thinking mm-hmm. what worked what bombed? What websites do I want to continue using? Um, I know if you listened to the last episode, you heard us rave about Flipgrid, like that's one I want to continue using. So I, you know, noted that and saved it as a favorites. But, you know, how do you want to connect with students from afar and just take the time to kind of relax once school's out and start thinking about these
1: things? And Kathy, I agree with you. I think reflection is is key. So, I'm thinking about what went well pre-COVID, right? What went well then when I had to close? Um, And in my life, right after schools closed, we had a time period where we were, our our school district and our state was getting traction for, okay, you know, they were organizing themselves. So everything I was doing was enrichment or reteaching. Right, and for some right. promotion, but then after a month of that, then I went to no. These are the benchmarks I'm teaching, right? And and I had to do that. So you, we need to be prepared for all possibilities because we don't know what the future holds. And we got to kind of let go of that there is no one nine hundred Clio Psychic Hotline phone number. And I wish a, there
3: were.
0: I wish there
2: were. Yeah. Uh, yes.
1: And what now more than ever. So did you give too much time for projects, too little time for projects? You know, one of the reflective pieces I'm thinking about is, uh, you know, everything seems to take so much longer virtually. Yes. Um, mm. Whether it's technology glitches, whether it's communicating succinctly to students, whether, it, you know, it, it, the the host of issues. And if you've been teaching during this time, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> So think about that. Yeah, How I was do you do those things,
0: right? Right, and I was talking with some friends of mine who are high school teachers, and I think they had the um, misconception that because all of their high school students, you know, are digital natives, that they should have adapted to this better than they yeah. were. Right. Right. <laughs> and, I would mean, have thought
3: that too.
0: Yeah, but it's comp- it, you cannot take away the teacher. Like it really is. Um, it makes such a difference and you know just one gripe having nothing to do with cleaning up your g- virtual classroom but you know when I keep hearing everyone talk about oh we're homeschooling our kids I'm like no you're not you're, I am teaching no your way. kids still you know it's it's yes. not home That's
3: been a major thing a major mislabeling calling it homeschooling it certainly is not
1: Well yeah, yeah. because to be honest and I and I might make some enemies here to me um you know, what you're doing is supporting your child yes.
0: through their, their schoolwork. Your, par- your parenting. Is,
1: which is <laughs> yeah. what, which is Exactly. The yes. expectation is pre-COVID, right? It's just maybe there's more. Which support- one would assume that you were doing that pre-COVID, yes. Exactly. So, you know, and another thing to take stock of, and as you think about this, how engaged were your students at home? Make some notes for yourself before you get into cleaning mode, because then when you get into cleaning mode, you're going to know some specific steps that you want to take. Yes. And actually, one of the things I did was I
0: asked my class. You know, I asked the students, what did you like? What didn't you like? What was hard for you? Um, wow, imagine that. Imagine that right.
2: <laughs> yeah. and,
0: and I actually got some like some answers I didn't expect. I mean, I knew which things they definitely like and things. But I had,, um, well, turns out we happened to do a persuasive letter writing unit over the last few weeks. and one of one of my students who tends to struggle with writing, wrote the most amazing persuasive piece all about how difficult it was for her um, knowing how to do certain assignments when she didn't have me in person to ask. Mm -hmm. And she, so her request was instead of having all subjects that we normally would do at school, which makes sense since you're there with me, Could we maybe just focus on a couple different ones a day? And I thought, wow. And the way that she had worded it was so convincing. So that today during our morning meeting, I actually said, wow, you know, I read some of your persuasive pieces and it convinced me. On your reasons for that, you're not trying to get out of work, but it really is hard to be learning from home. And so, for you know, it's the last two weeks of school, but I readjusted our schedule. I said, I'm only, only going to have two assignments a day. And you could hear the kids, they were like, Oh, she listened to you. you know, yeah. Like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. But I think just as we close down our year, listen to our kids, what worked for them, what was hard for them. Um, I, know, I, go ahead, Kathy. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I've been taking notes of like which. Websites or platforms have been really great. Yet it was difficult not to be in person explaining it. So I made notes to myself of which, um, what video, how, what videos do I want to make over the summer of me explaining step by step. You know what I mean, like like taking them through like a castify
3: screencastify of how to go about these. Oh, that could save all kinds of time.
0: Yes, that's great.
1: I was just thinking that too, Kathy. I was thinking about some of my English language learners and, you know, initially I made the assumption because we had used like Google drawing, right. And I wanted them to use Google drawing to um, respond to something, to to create an art piece, to respond to something, or importing a photograph into a Google slide because I wanted them to make a collage to go with the setting of the book that we were reading, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, we've done so much of this over the school year, but here it really taught me, how much students also rely on each other in a classroom. So they're sitting at a table and they're having to do a technology task. And, and my, I had some English language learners in particular that had problems with technology because they used visual cues from other students to know what the next step was. Yes. yes. And now here we are. And I would get message after message. Miss Willis, how do I do this? Miss Willis, I can't remember. Miss Willis, where, how do I get to Google Drive? You know, and it, and it was really frustrating. And so what you just said about making some of those instructional videos that, you know, okay, here's what you do. Yes. For common tasks that I have kids do with technology over the course of the year is going to yes. save a
0: lot of time. Right. Because who knows if we're going to be in person. In the fall, I don't think we are, but you know who knows right. if we go to a hybrid model. I don't want to have to explain myself over and over.
2: I just put right. it into the video. So That's that was a really thing. good tip. Those are yeah. great yeah. tips, guys.
0: The
1: other thing- Can I, oh, can yeah, I just ahead. ask
2: one question? So you can't really do collaborative like with a Zoom classroom or anything, right? What do you mean, collaborative? You mean? Well, like where kids work together. I mean, is there any way to do yes. that at all? Yes. You can do um, that.
0: In Zoom, I pro- I'm sure you have the same thing, Tracy, in Google Meets, but there's what's called breakout rooms. Yes. And Meets the kids, yeah, so the kids break up into rooms and then you as the teacher can pop into any of those rooms.
2: Really? That's so like they-
0: small
3: groups. That's yes. 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 That's perfect. That's yeah, That's in
0: Google? Um, Google Zoom does it.
1: Google. Zoom does it. Yeah.
0: What yeah. do you use? I use Zoom.
1: Use? I use Google. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And they love it. Like every time we meet, they'll say, do we have breakout rooms today? Because they love being heard. You know what I mean? In just small groups of like four kids. Um, And then as a teacher, you can pop into each room. Like usually we do it when we, when I give them a specific task, like um, when we were writing those persuasive letters I talked about, when they were still in rough draft form, we put them into writing rooms and they shared with their partners. Their partners gave them feedback, and then we
2: came back out of the room into the main session again. So wow, it's- I that's love awesome! That. So I can actually use some of the resources that I have if I make them into digital because they're for a lot of collaborative groups. It would actually yes. work. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. absolutely.
3: Awesome. Wow. So
2: yeah. this this is helping me today, girls.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> helping me too. Do you agree? The three-ring binders that we all love as teachers, your color coding, and oh yes, Maybe master <laughs> folder, whatever. So, creating a master folder in Google Drive, for exemplar work, can be helpful because you can take student exemplars um, with permission, and I always remove the student's name. Yes, and you can show that as an example to a student, so it helps them hone in on the expectation. Creating um, a 2019-2020 classroom folder moving your assignments folders from Google classroom from distance learning into that folder on your drive can be help you find them again. Yes, One of the good. things that I did on my drive though, was I don't want everything mushed together. No. So I have a, I have a Google math folder. I have a, a digital language arts folder and I have it for me. I need to organize it by subject um, because That's I want I did
0: mine too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But what I didn't realize, Tracy,
0: is that everything, like every assignment that we've given in Google Classroom
1: is Uh saved
0: in Google Drive, and those aren't necessarily saved by folders, like my initial assignment is. And so one of the things I learned, too, is that in Google Classroom, there's a to-do list. I just discovered it literally like this morning. Um, To-do list, and it tells you all the work that hasn't been returned or graded or reviewed, Mm-hmm. And so, rather than like go back into all these past assignments to see which kids still need to finish what, um, right. if you go ahead and just re- at the end of the school year return all the work to your kids, mm-hmm. um, then all the ownership of the files reverts back to students. So, you meaning know. that, yeah, so <laughs> so meaning that, like later, as you clean up your drive and delete all the old files you don't want, the mm-hmm. students still own their work. And then you're just deleting it out of your drive. So it doesn't just clog up all of your drive.
3: Mm.
0: So that was an interesting tip. I was like, oh,
1: okay. Absolutely. Well, so now we've talked about cleaning up your files in your classroom and how to um, organize them. And now it's time to think about how to take what you've learned over the last couple of months, this big social academic experiment. (laughs) And how are you going to use it to plan for next year? Let's talk about that. Okay, so I just learned something new. And this rocks my world. Did you know you can copy an entire class in Google Classroom? And when you do so, it will copy almost everything and save your assignments as drafts so you can easily reschedule them. Uh wow. (laughs) So all of the
3: pain and suffering of this year was not entirely. No. (laughs)
1: Right. All right. No.
2: Right. The first year of anything is the hardest.
1: Absolutely. But think about the amount. I mean, talk about growth mindset. We preach to kids, but think about it for yourself. If, and our listeners out there, and ourselves included, and we teach so hard, how much learning w- took place in two months' time is mind-numbing. On, yes. From a yes. Not the students. I mean, the students learned, hopefully. and but you know, the, yeah, teachers, but the right? teachers. And the parents. Oh, Absolutely. This is a huge time saver for the beginning of school. So why not create your ideal class template while everything is still fresh on your brain? Yeah, you can reuse year after year. You know, and I've been thinking about that whole Bitmoji craze, and how I want to use that to organize the opening of my Google Classroom next year. Whether or not I'm remote or physical, I'm still going to be using Google Classroom. Right,
3: right, right. Those are the cutest opening pages, and the kids can click on things and oh, find find yes, everything yes. in there. How I love
1: that, it. How that trend? It makes
3: me think, even if you go back to school why not just like work from home anyway and send it all in and let the kids do it? it. <laughs> it trust, their me. Kids. trust me. <laughs> there are days, right? Yeah.
0: I know those bitmoji classrooms are so cute. That's like on my summer list to do.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and I was thinking about, you know, what does that look like? I mean, think about the lessons that you can do. I mean, right, it's cute and it's and it's great. And I can even see like welcome to Miss Willis's class, you know, or and things they can click on to learn about the parts of the classroom and the expectations and all that. But then I'm also thinking virtually what that could mean for assignments that I give them. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. 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 It, really it could also be. Let's let's say a miracle happens. We get a vaccine. Everybody's really back. You could still use that for posting your assignments and your newsletter. Mm-hmm. And, yes. you know, all kinds, all kinds of uses. Mm-hmm. Don't drop that once we go back. No, yeah, it's, it's so. Impressive. Impressive. I love it.
2: Yeah. You know, and another thing too. With all the tough times, look at how much you guys have learned. You know um, about technology.
0: Oh my right? gosh! Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, yes. to
0: think of that you know march 13th is that friday it's forever in my head friday the 13th mm-hmm. and at least in our district we literally turned around and started on monday the 16th we did too yes we did too. and just to think from that point how much i've learned and how um mm-hmm. wow like i just it's it's it was like being a brand new teacher again mm-hmm. it was
1: mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, did you also know that um, when you're done with a class, another way to clean up your classroom is to actually archive the old class. So it still gives you access to that class. Like if you want to copy assignments or um, reuse old posts, but it, it just kind of makes it again, your Google classroom more streamlined, uh, easier to navigate. And that way no change, no more changes can be made. So that's just like another little cleanup thing too.
1: You know, and one of the things I'm thinking about with that, and I've I've been kind of sitting on the fence with this, and I'm curious to see what our listeners think about it too. I mean, as a fifth grade teacher, our kids are moving on and I'm not going to be in touch with them, but this is also a summer when the social emotional is more important than it ever has been, and they are craving contact with each other. And Normally, I would archive the class when it's done, but there's a part of me that thinks maybe I should leave my classroom site open. Oh, so they can just chat or whatever in there yeah, too? Yes. Yeah.
0: I like that. I, think I that's like great. that idea. And I then do that.
1: They have the stream, right? And they can chat yeah. in the stream. The but, but then I kind of feel like there's a commitment in that for me that I need to go on at least once a week and make sure and check that it. yeah, <laughs> that things are safe, that things are you know that things are appropriate, and that mm-hmm. if they're not, then I have to shut something down. But. um yeah, I'm kind of, and I think too, part of that decision-making has to do with knowing your group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would it
2: be easy to to let the kids know, like they could just get in touch with you if they need to? You know, I mean, if you could like have a, not maybe not your personal email, but have no, another email have just for that. And yeah. they can, they can write to you and stuff if you didn't want to do what you just said, which I think is an excellent idea too.
1: Yeah, they absolutely could email me. Yeah. Yeah. So. Let's talk about your virtual classroom is packed up now, technologically speaking. So now it's time to organize your real life during the summer. (laughs) Real life! I've got piles of books. I've got teacher bags everywhere and nothing that I feel I can put away because I'm still teaching and it's like my classroom in a bag, several bags. So let's talk about what we can do for ourselves this summer
2: well here we are the moment teachers dream of summer time for a little me time time to just relax why on earth would we need any organization here (laughs) well we shouldn't but we do we need to get we need
3: to get organized about finding me time to make sure that it actually happens Because really, all year, you're like the last one you think of, right? Yeah, Yeah,
2: that's
3: true. So some ideas that we have, I hope some of them will work for you. Try making a list of all the self-care activities that you'd actually like to add to your days. Some examples might be gratitude affirmations, exercise, meditation, reading, walking, or just daydreaming.
1: If it's in the schedule, you're more likely to address it. That's you know, true. You there's some wisdom there. And I think that since March 13th, there's something that I've learned personally for myself. You know, I've been um, shelter in place alone. I mm-hmm. don't have, I'm not married. I don't have children. I have my dog and my two cats right now and a ton of friends that I can't socialize with. So mm-hmm. physically anyway. Um, one of the things that's helped me emotionally and helped me be less anxious is that I maintain a schedule for myself. And it's something I've always struggled with during the summer to do. Mm -hmm. Now I'm thinking, holy cats, I'm going into summer for the first time in my entire career. And I'm not anxious about, am I going to get to do things? How am I going to schedule? How am I going to deal with all this time on my hands because I'm a workaholic? How am I going to do this? I already have a schedule set.
3: You're already doing it. That's perfect. That's great, Tracy.
1: But you know, Time it just flies,
2: and I, I I get up and I set up a schedule, but it doesn't always work. You know, like I, you know, walk in the dog the first thing, then taking her to the park, trying to exercise early in the morning. That's not working, so I'm finding that I have to change it around a little bit because it takes time with the park and everything. So I changed it to when I come home, I'm going to exercise then. But I don't always do that, and then I get mad at myself. And I guess it's just, I guess you just have to accept what you can or can't do. Yeah, you know, give yourself I, grace. I, I never,
3: never get mad at myself because usually I don't live by a schedule. Even even all the years I made lesson plans, like I'd write my lesson plans down or I'd type them in and they'd be meticulous for anyone to come and see them. And I'd look them over in the morning before school. And that was the last time I went back there to look at them. <laughs> because yeah. now you just do it because you just know what you want to do and what you had it kind of carry it in your brain. And the same with my personal schedules. Mm -hmm. Like they're not even in writing anywhere. I just, you know, figure, okay, tomorrow, I'm going to do this, this and this. And then half the time, it doesn't happen. So I did try plugging in some things I spent the first two months of this whole thing being too sick to do anything. So that was hard, and now that I'm feeling better, I do want to start, ha- you know, having some activities in my life other than the bed to the sofa to the sofa to the bed, and <laughs> yeah. you know, and bathroom in between. Um, but anyway, um, I I do try to do. I was trying to take a walk every day, for example. And my walks were generally late afternoon. And sometimes I would just be too tired or too involved in the book I was reading or whatever and miss the walk. So now I try to do it before breakfast. Just as soon as I get up, put on my walking shoes, get dressed in case I see anybody on the way Mm -hmm. and and take that walk. And then, um, you know, during the rest of the day, I plug in reading. I have to have reading at least like three times during the day now <laughs> now you know maybe maybe that'll change but um i'm really involved in reading three books currently and i wow. i want to make sure that i keep up with it it's no different than watching three different tv shows or three That's different true. movies it That's really true. isn't uh, I, and and i do um put in some gratitude affirmations this is a hard time for everybody mm-hmm. and i try to think of five things every day that i'm grateful for Mm -hmm. and and you have to say them out loud say say them to yourself but 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 put your voice behind it too um and then um cooking has become a a big thing for people who you know (laughs) during during this pandemic who you know that's the only way you're going to have food you're not going out to a restaurant um you can do curbside and you know do takeout we do that once in a while but um i put more time into planning
1: what we're going to have for dinner Oh, I can't believe how important food's become to me. I I was just talking to a friend of mine who loves to travel and she can't travel. And I said, you know, I'm traveling with food. Um, Uh My goal is I'm going to make ceviche again. And then I'm going to make... Oh, (laughs) yeah, Attempt to make pho. And I'm going to experiment with some Vietnamese cooking. And I mean, there's like things that I want to try. I want to learn how to make French macarons. I want, you know... So, oh there was a
3: class two days ago yeah. online for making
1: those. Did you do it? I didn't but I'm going back because they recorded it. oh, oh
3: they did I oh know. maybe I'll check
1: that one out too. I took a that you know, class that, that,
3: That's big this year the macarons mm. I I decided to take up watercolor painting again yes. and so I, I've been subscribing to this kit and this month's kit has uh, one of the activities is to paint a whole page of different colored macarons.
2: Mm. macaroons oh. Oh, no wow. they the,
3: those little um they're like uh little sandwich sugary. sandwich
0: type cookies they're yeah, not they're, they're, they're not like macaroons macaroons oh, are the okay. coconut
2: yeah. yeah that's what I thought that's I think yeah. yeah. a macaroon
0: that's something no no, no macaroons not, right. is like lottery lottery
3: has them yeah
1: they're, they're, they're beautiful colored. Yeah, they're They're
3: colored and they're what? What is that called when you? It's like the egg whites and the sugar that you bake. Mm -hmm. It's very like a meringue. Meringue. That's it. They're more like meringue cookies. Okay, and they're amazing. But that seems to be big people. People are experimenting with different kinds of pastries and 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 healthy cooking too. It's just it's it's another way to nourish yourself and and um,
1: nourish your soul. Yeah. Yeah. And I then I, when there, are, you, oh, there are times when people, uh, you know, we're at a place right now where we're all receiving a paycheck and we're gainfully employed. Um, but but so maybe cooking's not the thing for you, but the thing is, is there's always something to be grateful yeah. for. Yeah. right.
2: I am um, going along with grateful and stuff. I guess you guys know I, I took this course from Kelly Elena and some wonderful ideas that I got from the course are, you know, in the morning, and you should do this every day. Just jot down if you want. <laughs> what's the best thing about yesterday? Mm-hmm. What will be mem- memorable about today? Um, when I put my head on my pillow tonight, what will I wanted what will I have wanted to happen? Mm-hmm. And what's one thing I want to take, change, or improve today?
1: Mm-hmm. And wow. that can
2: be really helpful, you know, when it's you're setting at home.
1: intention. It's setting intention. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Living yeah. an intentional life. Yes. So, guys, these are fantastic ideas. Ways to, I mean, it's not just talking about physical organization, but we're also talking about emotional and mental organization as well. Mm-hmm. So, let's go ahead and talk about what that can do for your summer experience. <coughs>
3: Well, having a plan for organizing our work life and our personal life will go a long way in reducing stress and anxiety. In these days of who knows what will happen next, organization helps each of us feel in control of at least a piece of it. And you just get through it a piece at a time.
2: Mm -hmm. And, you know, it doesn't have to be set in stone. Think of it as a flexible framework, um, a way that you include things that are important to you and to your well-being. If you exercise from 9 to 9.45 instead of 9 to 10, for example, the important thing is you've done it at all. And if you're going to do it for an hour and you only do it for 20 minutes, you've got that 20 minutes in. Right. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: It is. It's it's giving yourself grace to do the best you can. I mean, some days I wake up, I'm like, eh, I really should be doing, you know, X, Y, Z, but... I think I'll sit down with my book. Um, exactly but that's I, always my choice sit down exactly with that
3: book.
0: <laughs> but I uh, you know, I think it's also like you were saying earlier, Tracy, it's just building in that routine um because I find that as soon as I get up, if I don't immediately get on my yoga mat and stretch or do something even for 15, 20 minutes, yeah. I don't go I don't go back to it, you know, or if I don't sit down immediately and with my mm-hmm. cup of tea start my morning devotions. I I won't go back to it. Like I have to do everything in the morning immediately and then I I'm a little more flexible with the rest of my day. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, one of the things um that has helped me, there's so much research about um you know, even the Japanese talk about nature bathing. Voice oh, yes. you know, yes. bathing. There's so much research out there about what what it does for our brains and our minds and our emotional well being to be out in nature. And um, talk to any gardener, they'll tell you about it. And one of the things that has, I I really do believe this, like saved my soul um, since March is I was able to set up my meetings with my students at a later time in the morning than what I normally would do in a regular school day. I was up at 6 a.m. I was on the trail by 7 a.m. And I was done with four miles by 8.30 and eating my breakfast and finishing my plans and my prep for my day um, before you had time to even think about it, just do it. Yeah, yeah I got it. it.
3: Yeah. I did it all over.
1: Yeah. I drank water. I took my vitamins. I got my keys in my wallet, and I was in the car driving to the state forest nearby, and I was on the trail, and I even did it in the rain. And I got, and it, you know I gotta say it it made a huge difference because I I keep saying and thinking to myself. Out of everything I have no control over right now, yes. I do have control over this. Yes, yeah. yes. That's so
2: important. You need that control over something.
1: Yes. And this happens to be a huge thing that makes me gloriously happy. So uh, how lucky am I? I have control over that, right? Yes. right? So ladies, we it's that time. So think about everything we've talked about. What is your number one tip? For wrapping up the organization of your virtual and school year and your physical school year and your mental and emotional school year, what what's your number one tip?
3: So we hope you'll do all this stuff. Do do everything that we, that we suggested, right? But, 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 and all the stuff you want to do, but be gentle with yourself. We're all going through a pretty stressful time right now. That's a given. Yes. Get your school year preloaded as much as you possibly can with some of the great tips that Kathy and Tracy have given you. And in this um, session, uh, build in your online organization, plan a well-balanced and personally enriching summer for yourself as Deanne and I have, have tried to explain, and, and then explore your own happiness and sense of peace within the framework that you've put into place. And just remember to be gentle with yourself.
0: I agree, Retta, that give yourself grace. Yes, (laughs) We are, we're all such, I think so many teachers, right? We're such perfectionists. Yeah. So, but I think my tip also besides that, and you gave such great ones, um, is to spend the time now to reflect so that it will give you some sort of plan so that you don't have to stress out over summer right? I think it's so important to find things you love to do over the summer. But if it's in the back of my head that, oh my gosh, I have to plan, I have to plan, it's going to ruin that. So take the time to reflect now so you can kind of organize yourself for next year.
3: Yeah. Just one more thing about that, Kathy. It's like when this hit you all on March 13th, It was like everything was happening to you, happening to you, happening to you. Mm. Now you have a chance to step back, get a grip on it, and you're the one that makes things happen the way you see that
1: it It should happen. Yes,
3: yes, absolutely.
1: My number one tip goes back to what I just said uh, about a couple minutes ago, and that is that Um, there's a lot in this world that we don't have control over right now. And so to ask yourself, as you look forward into your summer and the future of your teaching to ask yourself, what is it that's going to make me happy? And what is it that's going to move me forward in a way that I want to move forward and then make a list of those things and then do more of that. Yes. Perfect.
2: Well, I agree with everything that you guys said, and I'm just give yourself a break If you don't get something done, it's okay. There's tomorrow and it is your summer vacation and you need to do what makes you happy.
1: Absolutely. Well, listeners, this is all we have time for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to check out our blogs in the show notes. We've included some links to resources, websites, things that we found that might be helpful. If you like what you hear, give us a shout out, leave a comment, let us know how we're doing. Maybe even, is there something you'd like us to talk about? Give us five stars on your listening platform. and But be, most of all, be sure to join us next week as we look ahead to the unknown. Doo, 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 doo. Opening <laughs> an online classroom and creating online connections with students. We're already thinking about that. This is part of that reflective journey we talked about earlier. So we know you teach so hard and we know you've taught too hard this past spring. Let's correct that. We look forward to hearing and having you listen to us next week because you teach so hard.